Welcome, Masked fans. We are here to discuss Masked Chat like usual, except we've got a little bit of a treat. Um, hold on tight if you haven't heard the headlines yet. There is a chance that Mask might be seen a little sooner than we think. And if you've been following us on Agents of Mask or followed uh, Eric over on BoulderHill.net or even uh, Bill Ferris over at MattTracker.com, there's a lot, a lot of chatter discussing what looks like a combined or multi-universe style movie which will house at least five uh, entities that Hasbro now owns and one of them happens to include our beloved Mask. So let's get straight to the polls and get our, re our <laughs> reactions to this. Uh, Jason, uh, what's your reactions to, to the hype and well, the news? Let me uh, let me just go ahead and skim through the actual press release. Okay. So everybody's got it fresh on their minds, and we can kind of react to that. But it says uh, Paramount Pictures and Hasbro Incorporated announced a groundbreaking deal today to collaborate on future films for five of Hasbro's iconic properties. Now I don't know if iconic you can call all of these iconic, but we'll see. Uh, under the agreement, Paramount and AllSpark Pictures, which is Hasbro's film label, will establish a cross-property, interconnected, on-screen universe featuring the deep stories and great characters from Hasbro brands G.I. Joe, Micronauts, Visionaries, Mask, which in quotes is Mobile Armored Strike Command, and R.O.M., or I guess you could just say ROM. Uh, here's a quote, Paramount and Hasbro have had a long-standing relationship and we are proud of the success we've enjoyed on the Transformers and G.I. Joe fran franchises, said Brad Gray, chairman and CEO of Paramount. We're excited to grow our agreement and make even more movies, movies based on these popular and powerful Hasbro characters and their worlds. Uh, then it says AllSpark Pictures, Hasbro's label, will produce the films, and Brian Goldner, chairman of Hasbro, Stephen Davis, executive, blah, 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 Josh, Josh Feldman, have worked closely with Paramount in shaping the interconnected universe for the properties. To develop the creative roadmap for G.I. Joe, Micronauts, Visionaries, Mask, and ROM, Hasbro and Paramount will assemble a writer's room which will include some of the most notable creative talent in Hollywood. And then there's another quote here from Hasbro CEO. Hasbro and AllSpark Pictures put storytelling at the center of everything that we do. These brands are filled with memorable stories and vivid characters, and this universe creates a framework for how they will be interconnected. This is Brian Goldner, Chairman, President, CEO of Hasbro. Extending our partnership with Paramount allows us to continue our long-term uh, strategy and overall vision to build dynamic worlds for all our brands, and we are thrilled to collaborate with them as we develop these properties. So, um, and then it just brags on how much they've made with Transformers and GI Joe. So, what I guess what stood out to me, and I'll 
and Eric's on the line with this. I don't know if we mentioned that, but um, they mentioned several times in here films or movies. So this multi-universe, whatever they're creating, it sounds a little bit... It could either, I guess, go one of two ways for me. You have the Avengers-type world where you have all of these guys in one movie, and there's right. going to be multiple movies. Or you do like they did with you know, Iron Man and Thor and Captain America where you have some of the other superheroes appear in the movies, and you build it that way until maybe there's one movie with all of them in it. So that's the way I, I take it. Um, what do you say, Eric? Well, the thing that's really interesting is that some of these properties, it's not that hard to imagine them coexisting, in particular, G.I. Joe and Mask. People sure. have, they you know, they put Matt Tracker in the toy line, and they gave him that weird cameo in the comic book years ago, and people said, you know, Mask could be a sort of sub-part of G.I. Joe, Mm -hmm. And that's not really a stretch. Those, neither of them, they're both set in present day-ish, and the only difference is that they have access to a cool technology. But then you have Micronauts and ROM, and those are both future or near future kind of stories, mm -hmm. and they're, I don't know how they will relate there. And then Visionaries... <laughs> I love Visionaries. One of my favorite shows. But Visionaries is set like a hundred years in the future after a post-apocalyptic change to the world where technology no longer works. You have four properties for whom technology is literally the linchpin. <laughs> right. And then you have one where no technology. So I, I kind of took Visionaries as the... And I'm going to, I guess, keep referring to the Avengers with this, just because it's a natural comparison, I guess, for what right. they did. But I take Visionaries as the Thor of those superheroes, where Thor is, you know, a different world, different setup altogether, and just kind of gets shoved into our world. So, mm -hmm. I, I, you know, if you're going to do a separate Visionaries movie, that would be awesome. But it's going to be delicate how you tie, like you said, how you tie it into these other franchises that are, I don't know, more modern times at least. I can even see tying Micronauts and ROM to G.I. Joe and Mask in some way. They're, they're still both technology-driven, I guess you would say. Uh-huh. And... It's just like Visionaries was so completely wrapped up in magic. Right. But unless they rewrite Visionaries to a point where it's barely Visionaries, that's the only thing I can think of is that they basically have to redo it where nothing, there's no magic, and it's all using technology that lets them turn into animal. I mean... I, I want to see. I want to see a Visionaries movie, but I don't know if I want everything else in with it. I don't know. How, yeah, I don't know how they're going to put link these other four together. Now, we don't really know for certain that all five of these brands. Well, obviously, GI Joe's already had a couple movies, but we don't know that the other four are for sure going to get 
their own or they're they're married. Yeah. yeah. So I I'm very excited that that for the first time ever we got a formal release announcement acknowledgement of mask. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah. And that's what I'm kind of taking out of this too. I don't know about you Wyatt, but it's more of the fact that they're finally uh, at least putting it in the forefront instead of you know putting on a slideshow somewhere and burying it in their website you know <laughs> I well, mean you know, I'm thinking this was kind of the I won't call it a true Christmas present but I think this is the hopeful <laughs> event at least for 2015 that we were looking for because we got that whisper what back in May yeah and there was nothing whatsoever come the 30th anniversary at least our date that we yeah. kind of struck, but at the end here, December, they at least acknowledge it that you know this brand ex exists past its trademark. Um, but I'm kind of like Bill, you know. We after all this works, especially uh, with him and and Eric specifically, they've been on the internet ground pounding mass for what 15 plus years, maybe 20 years. You know, we're kind of the new kids on the block, so to speak, not to use 80s terms, but, you know, <laughs> we're kind of the new kids here trying to just put all of us together, and and this was just a... a I won't say it's a Christmas present, but it's like a stocking stuffer. It's, yeah. it, the treat's there. I was it's just glad a matter, that they, matter of what's going to happen. I was glad that they... They did get it out this year since it's still the 30th anniversary. Um, I did go onto Hasbro's site today and found an interesting little tidbit that that spreadsheet or that not spreadsheet that slideshow mm -hmm. that we had touted back in June and July. Then they had Mask's logo on there, and that was a big deal. You know, being on a Hasbro site, they put a new one up in November. And mask is gone. So I, that kind of puzzled me that you would stick it in there for six months, and now it's gone. Well, if they're if they're planning on using the property, they're probably planning on, if not completely redoing the logo, updating the logo, and they may not want to create any kind of brand identity confusion. Yeah. And they may have pulled it in preparation for that. You know, one thing I noticed with these five properties that kind of excited me, so G.I. Joe is obviously the biggest, and we've already got two movies of it. But I was looking, I was like, compared to the other, within the other four, Micronauts, Visionaries, Mask, and Rom, I was like, you know, for second-tier popularity competition, I think Mask is the front-runner. If anything's going to get developed, I feel like Mask... Would be it. Yeah, has a better chance than Micronauts, ROM, or Visionaries. I also think that it's probably the cheapest one in terms of visual effects because Micronauts and ROM, you got to do the future. And Visionaries, I don't know. <laughs> I'm out of ideas for what they're going to do with Visionaries. <laughs> but Hologram. Video game with them. It could be. I don't know. With all the WoW and fantasy games out there. But Mask should be the cheapest out of all of them to make. And 
we all know that it is about dollars and cents at the end of the day for yeah all these folks. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I I can definitely and it, it you know like we talked about to start with having them putting films and movies in there. It's intriguing to me to see how they're going to do it because I can see them doing some kind of G.I. Joe and Mask team-up and then spinning Mask off possibly into their own movie if it's popular enough. Or I could also see them just going full-fledged into a, a Mask movie or, or you know hinting at it, doing like G.I. Joe 3 and then doing a Mask movie and then doing a team-up down the road, something like that. So I can see it both ways. But well, I'm just excited that they... You know, these five, no matter what we say as far as should it be uh, a movie, should it be just a video game or something they're going to release, obviously they want to do something in the cinematic world or they wouldn't have put all five in there Right. You know, for them. So they've got some kind of ideas or, or something has already been pitched, I think, and then they just kind of turn it over to the writers. All right, you write the story from here. So I, this is I, I think this has been going on for a while, and they I think they finally got to the point where everybody was happy. <laughs> right, that makes and sense. And then now they're now they're going public, saying we're gonna start developing. So, and part of it could have been like like uh, Doug and some other guys back indicated that there might have been some legal loopholes that they had to jump through before could be. they did too much, and when we saw. That hint last year with the trademark renewal, mm-hmm. maybe Hasbro finally went through all the exhaustive work to get all the rights so they could do something now this year, or at least begin the workings rather than, you know, it seems like they've been sitting on masks for 29 or 20, at least 20 years with no no real true, true 100% uh, right to yeah. do whatever they wanted, whether it was whether it was toys, whether it was uh, videos, TV doesn't matter. You know, maybe they didn't have every single right to do everything. Now they do. That's a good point. I remember that when Shout released uh, the DVDs in America, the reason they didn't release the racing series, they said, was because they couldn't get the rights for it. Right. It was. I mean, let's be honest. It was the ten episodes people cared the least about, and it was giving them the most trouble to get a hold of. So. The mask screw it, right? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't worth it. So the fact that the mask rights are tied up makes sense because it was a property that was made by Kenner, but then Kenner's out of business and bought by Tonka. Tonka's out of business, bought by Hasbro. But the show was made by a bunch of guys in Asia and Haim Saban, who probably just does care. He just wants a check. I'm sure he. I'm sure he would let them have it. He's too busy, you know, driving home his dump trucks full of money from Power Rangers. Uh, and He-Man and everything else, yeah. Yeah, I mean, him, yeah, so it is it is just, it does sound like it's so many people have some sort of claim on part of the show that I, I think that you're probably 
very correct about that, Wyatt, that it took them a lot of time before they got all the paperwork in place because the worst thing that they could do would be to make a movie, have it be a mega success, and then someone shows up and says, you know that you just made all this money on my property, right? So I'm going to take all that money, and thanks for making me rich. Yeah. You know, I you were mentioning the, the cartoon, and a, a smart thing for Hasbro to do would be to get those streaming rights for Mask, for Visionaries, if they don't already have them, because they have their own little streaming channel, and just well, start still... pumping them into their, you know... Yeah. Aren't they the hub? Uh, well, yeah, I think you're right, too, but they also have, like, a, just a regular streaming channel okay. um, that they still... They, they have... Uh, maybe half of the G.I. Joe episodes on there, and they do have some G1 Transformers and some other variations of them all that you can go on and, and essentially stream for free. But, yeah, I, I, I guess you know, even the hub would work, too, if you start you know, playing these cartoons back. I, Micronauts was just a toy, correct? And, My, Rom and, a, and a comic, well, comic book. And comic booked. Okay, so... And ROM was a comic book, and I don't even know if it had toys. Uh, well, yeah, it, must, it must have if Hasbro has a piece of it, right? You would think so, yeah. So, anyway, to have those two... I don't even think Visionaries has ever gotten a, a DVD released, have they? They have, but not in the United States. They got one in the See? UK. Oh, that needs to happen. I mean, all that can happen. All that supporting stuff can boost right into this you know, hype, I would think, yeah. you know, to get this ball rolling into this multi-universe. And I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if they did do some comics in the meantime. You know, they, they did that one in 2011 that we've talked about before mm -hmm. uh, that we put up on the site. That that was almost a shared universe comic as well. Yeah. Because remember on the cover it was but it was everything. It was like Gem and Candyland or something too. I mean it was something crazy. But uh, I don't know. Maybe we need to dig back through that comic book again and see how they they put that together because I know there's a couple spreads where they have all of the properties kind of outlined and there's a, a, a couple other characters with some dialogue in there, so I, there might be some hints in there about what they're going to try to do with this. But yeah, I'm trying. I don't to... know. I, I I I wish they would try to own the uh, the cartoon rights on those two at least, and just start pumping the crap out of those onto on their networks and such. Right. Well, the hub seems like a natural place because they they own it just. Throw it up there. I do remember that mask in, I don't know, maybe the early mid-2000s was getting occasional re-airs. No, it had to have been early 2000s. Uh, on JetX. Do you yes. remember that channel? I, and it's, I, JetX is gone now, right? Yeah, well, um, I think it's, is, is it a, was it out of France or somewhere? Or some somewhere in Europe. Jetix had a it did air in the UK. Okay. 
Um, I think they still have a Twitter account. Oh, Jetix was formerly Fox Kids in Europe. Okay. So it was Fox. And ABC? Yeah, it was a Fox ABC part. I don't... Well, if you watch some of the uh, the masked videos that are on YouTube and compilations and stuff, you'll see Fox Kids or uh, Jetix, you know, after the fact right. when, it's, when it's over. So the, there, uh, there could be some issues there with getting streaming rights. Right. So, but I can't imagine Fox did anything more than license it, or Disney. I don't. Maybe they were waiting for something to expire. A lot of the time, those deals have time limits built in. Mm-hmm. I, I, that's the that's always the story yeah. I've heard with Spider-Man at Sony. That's why uh, they'll put out a movie. Sony. The story I always heard is that Sony has to put out a Spider-Man movie every like three or f- something years, and if they don't, then Marvel. But the rights revert back to Marvel. Now, Sony has to keep paying to keep these rights, but that contract stays alive as long as they keep using the property. Hmm. And, you know, I don't know if that's totally true. But there there are crazy things on contracts and deals that are written. So it, it may be that they needed to wait for some of these contracts to expire so they could get back a hold of them. But Could be. When do you guys think we'll hear anything more concrete? That's that's kind of, you know, this is, I mean, this is almost just to start, this is just enough to start the rumor mill churning and nothing more. Right. Yeah, I, w- I wish they would have obviously given us more, but it's, I think it's still in their planning stages as well. They're not, they're not going to give you, all right, here's a, Mask movie in 2018 and a Visionaries in 2019 yet? You know, <laughs> I don't think they're that that close to being. Um, well, they're not because they're looking even for a writing team. So that tells you that they're still right you know, a few yeah. steps away from even saying, "Okay, 2020, we'll see something or some type of air date." Yeah. Just to, I I yeah. think that I I think that sometime next year they'll. They'll make an announcement, maybe uh, what's first, or or how they're going to uh, proceed with these entities. Whether it's going to be masked first or visionaries, or maybe one whole like the Avengers style that you're thinking yeah. of. Yeah, yeah, I, I I think they're gonna. But the thing hopefully, with, be next year. The thing with the Avengers thing is that they did all of the individual movies before. Right. Putting everyone together, and that's part of why the Avengers was able to work with so many characters, because you already everybody already kind of knew who they were. Nobody yeah. was walking. Even if you didn't read comic books, it was hard to not have figured out who Captain America, Iron Man, Hulk, right. all those guys were. So, uh, but if they were to do this, can you imagine if they just they said coming in summer 2017? G.I. Joe meets Micronauts meets Visionaries meets Mass meets Rom. Everyone would be like, what? I know who G.I. Joe is, and what? Well, I am leaning towards, since they've, you know, we did a story a couple weeks ago on uh, my Recurrent Events podcast that Hasbro 
has set out for multiple G.I. Joe movies already. They've, they've done that. They're committed to putting that to writers and getting a few more movies out of that. So if you start from there, it's likely, it's likely that a new G.I. Joe movie will be first. That makes sense. They've already and, got right in place. And if they continue down that same path that they've already gone, if they don't start over... They've killed everybody off. Right. <laughs> the second, except for like four Joes. So it would make sense that you keep those Joes and you add in a Matt Tracker and uh, maybe a couple other agents from, from Mask and you build from there. So, I mean, that's what I'm leaning towards. I would be I would be okay with that if, if Hasbro and Paramount, I guess, think that That'll make it a financial, financially viable by backdooring it from GI Joe. You know they can migrate a lot of those fans, right? And that'll help to guarantee them some sales because I understand they need to make money on these things. I mean, it's, I I live in a capitalist country and I'm okay with it, and <laughs> that's fine. So if that's what they need to do, and, and like I've already said, I, I think GI Joe and Mask have a ton of overlap, so. Yeah. That's not a weird thing either. Yeah. See, and I I would prefer that they start GI Joe over and and try to do it right. More eighties. Right. More eight. Yeah. More real American hero style. And then you add, you know one of the agents in there is Matt Tracker, and you just make a great GI Joe movie. You get that audience, and maybe you you start to bring back the people that have given up. You know, since they've seen the first one or even the second one was it was okay but I, I, I would rather see them do something like that and build new instead of trying to continue on what they've already done. You right know, and they've I, done that before with that Spider-Man movie. Yeah. yeah. Like the Spider-Man movie they started out and it was what what it seemed like five maybe a few more years but they the came out with the new Yeah exactly. So they, it was a whole little bit different storyline, but it was still a new beginning for Spider-Man. So there's yeah. two different versions out there. They're rebooting Spider-Man with a new actor again, too. Yes. There's a So this is going to be Sony's third go on Spider-Man. We had three movies with Tobey Maguire, who, in retrospect, he was okay. Uh, I, then we had Andrew Garfield, who I loved. I thought he was really great, and I just also think that the style of the Oh, Jason doesn't like Andrew Garfield. <laughs> I, uh, I I don't know if it was it. Maybe it wasn't him, but I thought they rebooted too early, and yeah. the first one I did not like, and I didn't even watch the second one. Oh, uh, the second one was not as good. Jamie Fox, whatever. Uh, but I did I did really like his first one, uh, and then we have a. I don't. You probably know his name. You're better at the at the movies, the new, the upcoming movie stuff, Jason. The new guy who's going to be Spider-Man in 2016. I don't know. I saw a story. I thought maybe he they were going to introduce him into an X-Men first. No, I, that's Fox. I thought they were going to introduce him in with somebody. Maybe it was one of the Avengers movies or something. Um, before they did a standalone, but. I mean, here we go again. Uh, I and I would be okay if they did something like that instead of just trying to do a whole new Spider-Man. And 
okay, so you look at if you you take Batman for example, and we're getting off on a rabbit trail, but yeah, uh, you know we've had several actors as Batman, and you know it just seems to get worse and worse and worse until there's Agreed. somebody that comes in, right? And you're you've taken enough time, somebody comes in and does something entirely new with Spider-Man, and you know Tobey Maguire, that was more, I don't know, I think that was more real world stuff than the comic book and I think they tried to do more comic stuff in these last couple but I don't know maybe you go dark with them or something you know they tried to do that in what number three and that was a uh, all over the place but anyway I don't know I mean this is going back to GI Joe I, I I don't think people if you may if you started over and you made it more real American hero, G.I. Joe fans are gonna forget those two movies really quickly. Yep. Um, I think G.I. Joe fans are gonna keep going no matter what. So And they and they and if it's good though, they're gonna tell people, they're gonna say it's not just a good G. it's not just a G.I. Joe movie, it's a good movie. And I think that there is a huge population that Maybe more like the three of us. Maybe G.I. Joe isn't our diehard thing. But if someone said, hey, the new G.I. Joe movie's good, we'd all be there that weekend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's exactly, you know, if the Transformers movies, the last couple ones, people tell me they're not very good. I don't go to the theater to see them. But if someone's like, look, the new Transformers movie's awesome, I'm like, okay, Transformers, and it's good. I, I go there. Now, no matter how bad it is, all three of us are going to see a mask movie on opening day. <laughs> right. <laughs> and we may be sitting in that theater alone and cheering and hooting and hollering at the screen, but, the, you know, the diehard fans are really not part of the target market because the the property, the brand owners know that, the, that us crazy folk are going. Yeah. They, just, they can put... 15 ballerinas dancing on the screen, and if they call it Mask the Ballet, you know... We'll show up. We'll at least buy the tickets. Yeah. <laughs> and that's all well, they think, care about. So, but it's getting those casual people. Yeah. Well, think about this. You know, G.I. Joe is never going to make Transformers money. Transformers is more worldwide, more universal to people, I think, and has been more popular than G.I. Joe or pretty much anything Hasbro has, besides, like, Monopoly or something. But so so you, I, I, you've got a ceiling because it is more of an American soldier-type, you know, franchise. Mm -hmm. You've got a ceiling to probably how much you make. Now, you throw in other characters. Well, they can tweak G.I. Joe, though. They can make it a NATO type of organization. Well, they could, but then would we go see it, you know? I, I mean, G.I. Joe was kind of NATO, though. There were a number of foreign characters in it. Yeah, and then you do that now, though, and then people would cry out racism or, or whatever. Right. Um, you can't do a spirit. You can't do, I don't know who else. You can't Quick, do an can't... Ali Bombay from Mask, you know. But at the same time, I don't know. I think maybe they're trying to build 
or add more elements in to appeal to more people to get their numbers up on GI Joe. I mean, they they spent I think, um, and these are approximates. Uh, they spent probably 250 million making those first two GI Joe movies, and I think I saw that in that uh, press release it was something like 680, 675 they've made worldwide on GI Joe. That's and not that good, is it? You're getting you're making uh, what what is that? Two to one. Yeah. So you're I, I mean you're not making even. money, but you're not you know you're definitely not losing anything. You're tripling your money. Right. Um Transformers, I don't know what their uh, budget has been on five of those, but they've made three point eight billion. Right. So it's wow. like five, well, you know, six times more than what G.I. Joe has made. They've, they've had two more movies, but or three more. But at the same time, they're, they've got to be looking at it from that angle, too. And as much as people bitch about Michael Bay and how they, he ruined their childhood, he doesn't give a crap. All he gives a crap about is making Hasbro and all these people happy with their you know, bottom line. So, you know, trash him all you want. He's no, making, he makes money. Yeah, he he makes the money for the company. He makes what they want. So whether we're going to get ever get a G.I. Joe or a mask or even Transformers that we really want that is more, you know, that, that Generation 1 era, probably not going to happen because it's not going to have it's going to have half of the explosions that are and nobody's going to get shot so <laughs> I, my, I guess my point is I don't care if Michael Bay gets it really I, I'm, I'm happy that they're pushing through and it's going to get made and I, I don't think it's ever going to be the, to the point where we want it but pulling in more franchises is smart, I think, just yeah. to get, to reach more people. I think that's what they need to do. They're, they're bringing in more franchises. So one of these franchises might be hugely popular in, in China or Japan or somewhere else around the world, enough to get their numbers up to, they might get two movies or they might combine them into something else. So it could be they're just laying the, the playing field for the future, you know. My biggest fear is just that they won't actually make anything. Uh, I know I'm I've ever the the pessimist for yeah. the future of masks, but unfortunately, a press release does not a movie make, <laughs> and it's it could take years and never happen. We've heard. Since probably about the year 2000, I have heard every two to three years that a Voltron movie is in production. True. I have never seen anything. I've never seen a script or casting. I've never even seen concepts from any of that stuff. The Just the Thundercats cartoon that rebooted in 2011 mm -hmm. took them about 10 years to get off the ground because I actually did know a writer from that show and he told me that they were they wrote it they started working on it at like the beginning of the wow. 2000 like wow. around 2002 
I was talking to him. He's like, I've been working on the new Thundercats, and <laughs> ten years later, there it comes. So, so, congratulations! Right. Uh, that that like I said, that's my fear is that some of these may fall through, and that was kind of why I was saying that amongst these four that don't include GI Joe, I feel like Mask is the front runner for getting priority and getting developed. I think it's probably the cheapest, which that's good for them. It means they're more likely to make it. They can probably use a lot of that leftover junk from the G.I. Joe and Transformers movie, because that's what everyone always said Mask was, right? It was half G.I. Joe, half Transformers. So, well, we've already made both of them, so you should be able to make the movie for, like, 20 bucks. That's all you need. Right? <laughs> Just take all the footage from the editing room floor and put them together. Uh, I don't... I don't. I don't care who does it. I don't even care the style they do it. My only thing is, is if they do it, I hope it's good. And that can be in different. There's different ways it can be good. You know, it can be funny and be good. It can be really actiony and be good. My biggest hope would it be would that it would be something like the A Team movie, where it was surprisingly uh, true to the spirit of the original yeah, while still being. Fun fun and modern yeah. and and also something that even if you have no reference point for the original you love it because I, I don't think you have to know anything about the A-Team to have enjoyed that movie yeah. and I think that that's where they should shoot for they need to hire the people who made A-Team that's oh my god that's perfect just yeah. go get those writers they had a great sense of the nostalgia and the modern and okay let's look yeah. these people up Jason call them Put them on the put them on the hangout. I hate this app, but can we can we? Well, yeah, we need to get them on here. I mean, we got two writers right here. Yeah, I was I was gonna say I wish they would have put an email in the press release that we could send our script to, because uh, you can you can tweet them. <laughs> I guess so. Actually, there are contacts in the in the press release. Is there? There's the media contact from Paramount. There is a random person from Hasbro, and then there's another random person from two people from Rogers and Cohen, and I don't know who they are. But there are four email addresses at the bottom of the press release. I'm sure none of them would like to hear from you, but that shouldn't stop you. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll shoot. We'll send it out tomorrow. Uh, yeah, really. Why wait so long? Yeah. We've got to dig it up. We've got to find it on our hard drive first. I know where mine is. <laughs> I, was gonna, I knew you were going to say that. Mine's this, readily available. Yeah. At this point, is it on a zip disk? I mean, you guys have had that thing for a while. <laughs> well, yeah. I'll have to mail it in on a three-and-a-half floppy. <laughs> there you go. Don't forget to a... mail, mail a drive with it to read it. That's true. <laughs> true. Well, Touche. Uh, if you guys are... Uh, cool with uh, everything you said. If you have anything else, we can go ahead and move forward. I was going to post some, or read some reactions that we had over on Facebook, and well, we've even had uh, Vaughn, who is tuned in, and we have had a couple viewers, and he, of course, recommended that we send in our script to uh, <laughs> to the process, and yeah, I, I you know, why didn't I still stand by it that it would make a fun movie? Uh, it has got a little bit of 
nostalgia in it enough with the vehicles and such, plus new stuff that I think it's a pretty good go-between. But right. we weren't right. thinking right. of the 18 movie at the time because the 18 movie hadn't come out yet. But, um, you know. Uh, anyway, um, uh, yeah, Vaughn, he's saying he's really pumped about the visionaries that uh, he'd think it would be even better than the cartoon. And then he says that both... Uh, he says that Mask is a subgroup of both G.I. Joe and Transformers. I don't know if that's official. Uh, I don't think that's official. I think that's what we've all kind of... Yeah. ...from the start. And one thing that kind of struck me today is, you know, you you... You make a GI Joe movie if they want to, if they're truly including GI Joe and Transformers into this mix. You make a new GI Joe movie. You do some kind of uh, they had the uh, the uh, the cube, the All Spark or whatever you know that made stuff transform. Yeah, right. you use you use that technology and pump it into some new GI Joe vehicles, and there's Mask. You know, something like that. Uh, that sure. kind of came across my brain. But see, so you can use, and that's not necessarily a uh, like multi-franchise uh, movie. Just by, you know, they they actually used what was it, mask or something or that unit E in uh, Transformers Prime. They just hinted at it one one episode or whatever, right? Oh, well, they brought in they brought in that truck that they said was part of their Mobile Armored Strike Command vision, and it was to give Optimus a new alternate mode, and nothing ever again. Yeah. In that they, show, I, I ended up watching... All of that episode, I watched the episode before, then I watched a couple more episodes after that, and I had a friend who was watching Prime, Transformers Prime anyway, and I was uh -huh. like, "You, I can't watch anymore, but you let me know if anything else <laughs> pops up. And no, it's just like, what are they doing? Like, why are they messing with people? And I think that that was just a writer who likes Mask. <laughs> yeah. Like, sneaking it is... I mean, he writes for Transformers. He's probably a bit of a, a nerd like us, so that's fine. And he probably loves Mask, and that was his way of just sneaking it in for the fans. Right, but it's easier to do that when you're just doing one feature-length movie. You can sneak all kinds of stuff like that in there and not have to, okay, well, where did that go in this next episode, you know? <laughs> right. So, I, I, I don't know. I think something like that could work, and... Um, let's just go through some of these other comments. Uh, and one of the ones that um, first stood out to me, because the way I blogged about it was that it was going to be one kind of like Avenger-style movie. And uh, Neil Trevet says, the way I understood it is there'll be five films, each focusing on one of the five cartoons, but all may contain uh, cameo and references to the others and another with them all working together may be a bit like Marvel has done so that's I wanted to give him credit for kind of putting that on my brain and because I, I didn't read that with the um, you know films and movies in the press release when I first it jumped into my feed and I was like oh, 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 oh you know <laughs> I was freaking out 
<laughs> so, yeah, uh, I'm glad he uh, commented on that. Um, there's a lot Over. of. Shows. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, I was going to lead in um, over on the, the the post itself on our mm -hmm. uh, Agents of Mask page, uh, the guy going by the handle of Not a Chance. Yes. Uh, he, he says, well, at least they didn't include their series of live-action giant robot travesties in this shared <laughs> universe. The G.I. Joe was the better handled of the two series when ad adapting them, and it makes a a decent point from which to introduce Mask. I don't know enough about Micronauts and ROM to really comment on how how well they will actually fit. Who does based, know? Yeah. Yeah, but ba based on very little, uh, I do know they, they wouldn't be too out of place and could work reasonably well. Uh, like you said, Eric, uh, he comments that the odd one out here is visionaries. The whole premise is an end to science and a, a re revival of magic. I don't see that working too well in a shared world with the others unless they plan on using ROM as a bridge between the two different planets, Earth and uh, Prismos. Yeah. It sounds like uh, DC and WB, they're kind of hoping to create a Hasbro-centric movie-verse similar to Marvel's. I just hope they don't rush things Rush things that the way DCWB seems to be. Yeah, I think he's got a lot of accurate points and a lot of it that we touched on too. Yeah, uh, I definitely think they're trying to go after that model that Marvel has created. They started with Iron Man and it did so well, and then they just were able to build it and build it, and now you have really strong franchises in Iron Man, Captain America. Uh, all of these, all of these properties, and it's making them so much money, yeah. which is cool. I mean, and they're good movies for the most part. Thor too, uh, you know, they're fun movies in the genre. They, but most of all, they're just making so much money. And DC has not been able to really do it. They've tried, and they're trying. Uh, they're they've rebooted Superman twice in the last what ten years or less. Yeah. Maybe ten years, and neither time did it work. The the Brandon Ruth one, Superman Returns, was that what it was called? Yes. And then there was Man of Steel. Yeah, I like actually liked uh, Kevin Spacey as uh, Lex Luthor better than I liked uh, his Superman in mm. that movie. But um, they just didn't do that well, though. No, they didn't, and. I don't know. I mean, Green Lantern, Man of Steel. They they kind of tried to do, I think, what uh, what's his face did with Batman. Um, Christian Bale, or yeah, Christian Bale and uh, Nolan. Christopher, Christopher Nolan. Nolan. Yeah. Then they tried to go a little bit on the darker side. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I've even seen videos of people who have enhanced the footage from Man of Steel to make his suit kind of pop like uh, Christopher Reeves, where it's like really bright blue, you know? And it makes a difference. I, I think it does. Um, I'm sure. But, I don't know. Going back to your point about Marvel, yeah, they're making money hand over fist. I'm to the point now where I'm like, I'm, I'm done with the, they're pushing 
this storyline throughout, and then to the next storyline. The next none of their movies are like like Iron Man. I thought was a pretty good end. It, it didn't necessarily push you into the next Iron Man or into another movie. But now I from with the Avengers, I have not seen the second Thor. Um, but the cat movies too. I, I don't know. I just feel like we're being pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed, and I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I'm done being pushed. I will probably. I'm not probably going to go to the, the theaters to see the uh, was it Civil War or whatever. Um, right. I just kind of and I love Iron Man. The first Iron Man is probably my second favorite superhero movie ever. Um. It's great. It is. So I'm ready to jump on the DC boat because I am a Batman fan, and that Batman '89 is probably my favorite uh, superhero movie. And I'm ready to see what they can do now. And if you know, with the Suicide Squad and some of the other stuff that they've got going on, and jump over there for a while. But the model is there to to do it. The thing to take away is that it's not enough to have popular properties. You have to make a good movie. That's and true, yeah. Even if you're a little bit sick of them, I think the average Marvel movie for the past, you know, since I, I kind of look at Iron Man 1 is when they started this. Mm-hmm. Uh, this this sort of plan or movement. Yeah. And since then, the average Marvel movie has been good or better. Right. With yes. the exception of Fantastic Four. They can't get Fantastic Four right, but whatever. Sure. But the X-Men movies... Actually, the X-Men movies did kind of come first, huh? Uh, but that's not them. That's Fox. So, right. scrap that thought. But well, yeah, the, the Avengers stuff. I, I guess they've all been Fox. Even the, the rebooted one, which I thought was pretty good. The X-Men... Uh, what is it? First Class? Yes, that one was very cool. And now they've kind of mixed that with... I didn't see the last one. Oh. Um, and I've, I saw the trailers for the new one, what was it, this week. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. We'll see. There's somebody else that made a good point. They commented, I think this Hasbro owned Centurions. You remember that one? I do remember Centurions. Uh, the toys? I'm they sure they must... Because they made Kenner made the toys, right? I think so. I was trying to look it up, but even them would be, you know, it was kind of a GI Joe with special suits. I mean, it was almost like the first GI Joe movie was Centurions wannabe, you know? Right. Um, you could even include them. So there's 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 many out there. They don't have to go too far. Ruby Spears, sorry. Was it Ruby Spears? Okay. Yeah. That did the cartoon, and that was only oh, maybe. But Kenner did the toys. Oh, okay. So Hasbro may have some ability to leverage. So yeah, I mean, they even have other properties like that that you know nobody but us would know about. Mm-hmm. But if you at least not try to you know put all that on something like G.I. Joe that just didn't have that that stuff. It's not, no, you know, they're known for the individual personalities of each one. Each one has their own 
kind of thing, you know, in GI Joe, and you're putting on other new technology and stuff. That's just not GI Joe, you know. I think right. that's why people didn't really like the first one. What is this? What are these people running around in these weird suits? And, oh, those suits were the worst, and they. Uh, I, you know, so you could you can do something like that and just okay. Here are the Centurions that come in and they've got their tech and they can go kick some butt during our huge battle against the aliens that come out of the sky. You know, I, I'm sick of that too. Have you noticed that everything's even, an alien? It, well, I don't. You know, I I watched the the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles trailer, and it almost seemed like. Avengers all over again, and Transformers, they've done it where there's, like, things coming out of the sky, and people are, ah, in the city, and, uh, I'm like, ah, oh, don't do this again. But, I don't know, I guess it works. <laughs> I think it's an easy way to explain something that if you were to try to make it something that came from Earth, you would spend half the movie trying to explain. Uh, yeah. The Ninja Turtles, the first movie I recently rewatched. There's no turtles for a lot of that movie because they're busy explaining. Yeah. And I remember the first Hulk movie with Pretty Boy. What's his name? Um, Eric Bana. Oh yeah. There's like no Hulk for the first like <laughs> 30 minutes because they're explaining and setting things up and. I'm all for a good explanation in a story, but sometimes it's like, let's go. Come on. <laughs> somebody needs yeah. to fight somebody, and I want to see the thing that I'm here that's in the title of the movie. Right, 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 you right. This, I didn't buy a ticket to April O'Neil. I didn't buy a ticket to Bruce Banner. <laughs> I bought a ticket to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and The Hulk. And I saw them yeah. both in theaters and both times. Sitting there going, where are they? Where's the big green thing? Yeah. Well, it's and that could be and just going through the comments today, uh, I saw a lot of people like, "Ooh, visionaries!" And that could be that part of the movie where you're in GI Joe and you're just waiting for that visionaries moment, you know, or whatever, because you know they're in there and there's yeah, been multiple reports on the web somewhere that oh, the visionaries are in there and you're waiting for that, so. Maybe they they try to make an action movie and then they plug in one of those new ones for geeks like us. I think that we're gonna know if anything's really happening and which one's coming first. Like you said, when GI Joe three or whatever it's called hits, because I think that they will put something that ties into it or uh, a weird comment or. You know, the big thing nowadays is to do the, the, the after-the-credits scene. Right. That's sure. what ev- that's what they love to do, and that's... I, I think Marvel really was the one who kind of kicked that off by teasing, you know, teasing their other stuff. They teased... That's how they first introduced Samuel Jackson as Nick Fury, was in that's right. Iron Man. Iron Man, right, as a tease yep. at the Iron Man, and then they showed Cap Shields and so, yeah, exactly. And then it's and it's I mean it's brilliant because it's it's basically like a trailer, but you had to go pay to see the movie, and you had and it creates 
so much buzz without saying anything about the movie. You don't yeah. commit to any casting. You don't commit to any story. You don't spend any real money. One little 30-second scene at the end of that movie, and you've got people talking and talking for for a really long time, and there's no lag between your current movie and your next one. People are already onto it. What are they going to be doing? What are they going to yeah. be doing? And I think if they can do that inside of G.I. Joe, a G.I. Joe movie, they can build some of that momentum and excitement yeah. for a mask movie or even a rom... My biggest, I, my biggest worry is that like, I just don't know... I don't know rom at all. Yeah, and I and I barely know Micronauts. And well, I, that's what I'm thinking. You have to have some support material in between, and I, I think they have. Didn't they announce back in um, on in Comic Con, San Diego Comic Con, that they're doing a comic for? I think they're doing a comic for uh, Rom and Micronauts. So I think they're trying to build some source material there. They've done. They did a reboot of the comic for Micronauts in the early 2000s, mm -hmm. and there was talk in the early 2000s of doing a movie back then, and you know it, it never developed, unfortunately, which is why I say that this stuff could very easily, yeah, it could be nothing more than this press release, and then we're all sitting around and yeah. Uh, well, for, 40th anniversary of Mask! <laughs> That's you guys. I'm not going to be quite that old. <laughs> Just teasing. Well, you make a good point with the the after the credits scenes. You, you can't... You, you, it has to be something recognizable. I mean, the way they did it with Thor had me ready to watch the first Thor movie. You know, mm -hmm. where they... They showed the hammer, but in the Thor movie, they still built their own story, but they were in that same world, and they kind of picked up where they left off, and here's this hammer, and they kept a few of the same characters, mainly the S.H.I.E.L.D. agents, you know, that crossed over. So if you're doing a G.I. Joe movie, and you either discover... I don't. I, and forgive me. I don't remember the the characters out of Visionaries, but the main guy you find his little staff. Leoric. Yeah, in the sand somewhere, or you roll out at the end of the GI Joe movie and you see this uh, this car transform into a jet. You know, something like that could could do t uh, miles for buzz on the internet or whatever. Yeah, because the people who do know what it is are going to start freaking out. They're like, that's Visionaries, or that's Mask. Yeah. I can't, oh my god, they're doing it, they're doing it. And the people who don't know what it is... They're going to want to find out, yeah. Right, because we all know at this point, we're all trained that whatever happens in the after credit scene is really just a trailer. Yeah. And then if we don't know, we got to go look it up. Like, people didn't know what that glove was. The, the big right. golden glove, and then you go look it up, and you're like, oh, my Infinity Gauntlet, and all, okay, okay, I'm ready for it. Or it's like the end of the first Back to the Future movie. You, know, you had this fun time machine car, and then, wh what, it could fly? You know? <laughs> yeah. You remember at the end of that, you were like, oh, my gosh, it's going to fly. We're going to, it's going to be totally awesome in the second one. <laughs> uh 
so even yeah, I mean even doing something like that in GI Joe would be fun. Or just having one of the vehicles in there and somebody comes along like Matt Tracker and oh he, he knows how to handle this, you know, flying car and then you build from there. But Mask seems such so much. Mask seems like one of the easiest ones to do too, because they often don't like to show cast casting choices in those mm-hmm. after trailer scenes. Right. Which makes sense because they're still negotiating. But with Mask, you can very clearly identify the property without the people. I mean, the people themselves are kind of secondary. I think the the masks and the vehicles. So you could easily have, like in G.I. Joe, you know, the, the kind of the Q department developing the tech, whatever they're called, I don't know. But they're saying, you know, they bring in somebody and they go, you know, we've been playing with some new stuff. And they pan across a shot of Spectrum sitting on a a workshop table. That's all and, you gotta do, yeah. And then you know everyone on the internet is gonna go, no freaking way. They're doing it. They're making it. Like that's it. And or you know, pan across the the motor pool, and you see a guy, and he, you know, Jim, what are you doing? That car is. 40 years old. He yeah. goes, ah, you can't beat the classics, and he's working on a, a red Camaro. Yeah. Or you, you're you at the end of the movie, Cobra has been defeated, but uh, you see uh, Cobra Commander knock on the door of somebody in like this blue military suit that's like fat, and <laughs> <laughs> you get, you know, you get mayhem. You get a tease of mayhem or something. In, uh, there's so many ways you could you can do it, yeah. Uh, without you know giving the casting away or, or having to do anything at that point, unless they're going to try to, like they did with some of the, I think they did with some of the Avengers movies where they're like filming back to back or relatively close to each other, right? Um, when they're when they're doing that, but anyway, uh, I don't mean to. <laughs> Eric and I have been going back and forth. I know Wyatt. I know poor Wyatt. <laughs> He's uh haven't been able to see a lot of these superhero movies and such, but no, I haven't had much. So you guys are speaking a few chapters ahead of me. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the reaction is there where uh, the, you know, some of these obscure properties there there are some people that are ready to to get them on board, and there's some that are like, oh, just do a mask movie alone and. Right. Try to cross out, cross it over to begin with. So, and that's what I'm looking at. I've been kind of perusing over things. Most of it's saying, you know, I love Mask. This would be great, or Mask on the big screen. Um, one of them's even. Uh, this is kind of cool. It says uh, Vaughn Baskin says for real. I mean, it's <laughs> awesome. That's an awesome, you know, <laughs> explicit, uh, you know, of, really, are we going to see this? Yeah. And then you see other discussions of, you know, it's a Marvel crossover, or they're copying, uh, they're copying WB. Um, yeah, see, I don't, I don't have any problems with them taking something that has worked. Exactly. If it works, why build. not try it? Yeah. I hope I would like them to copy off of a format that works. I would rather them use inspiration that has shown to create a cool world and set of properties. I I just hope they do it. I think that's that's all it comes down to for me is just yeah. just put make something. Just don't 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 tease me anymore. 
Exactly. It's, well. it's time to put uh, talk to, to uh, talk to action. <laughs> right. I yeah. I I just want and uh, the other thing too was if they do this multi universe, what kind of what kind of toys do you think they're gonna put out? I mean, are they gonna are we gonna get maybe just a couple mass vehicles and such? Do you think they'll try to if they go into a, a full fledged mask movie, will they try to do a whole new toy line just for mask? Uh, I don't know. The first Transformers movie, everyone, a lot of people were disappointed that their favorite wasn't in the movie, if you may recall. It was yeah, especially... Had, what, half a was, dozen on both sides? The, yeah, and there were a couple that weren't, like, mainstays either, especially on the Decepticons. People were... A lot of people were disappointed that there wasn't a, a sound wave. Yeah. Uh, there were a couple of the more, I don't know, third-string Transformers, and they got more of them in the second movie. Um... I yeah, think I think a lot of those decisions. I think with well with Mask, I think that besides having Matt Tracker and Miles Mayhem, everything else is up in the air. I also think that we're going to see some additional characters Probably. because I don't think that the one token female on both sides is going to fly the way it did in 1985. Yeah, I, I think we'll see. But you know, it did work out for uh, A Team because you saw uh, uh, what's her name play on there, and there really wasn't another female character, and she wasn't even. Oh yeah, uh, Jessica Biel. Like, like you saw on the actual original A Team, you didn't. Uh, see, just an extra uh, agent or whatever. Yeah. The mask was a bigger group of people to draw from. It was, and it should have more females. I'll, I'll give it that, but it, it, I, it depends on the writers. Uh, if, not not including us, but if the writers want to write in more female parts or perhaps add agents like you suggested as a female role rather than you know changing out Dusty to play a female role or, or something like that. Or what if uh, what if they put Duke on Condor? You know, something like that. No. I know, Eric, you would be up in our house. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> But I could see something like that happening too, where you've got some GI Joe characters kind of intermixed, some established GI Joe. It you know. could work, and then, you know it could be that that second universe uh, or storyline there, you know, where uh, some of them were military people that worked with GI Joe and broke off, you know, yeah. and they're just friends, like old old uh, military buddies or something like that. I don't know if it's my bias and our bias, but it's just coming out of G.I. Joe, which we know is their main property behind Transformers, I mean, of these ones that they've announced. To me, Mask is such the closest to it. Mm -hmm. It just seems like the most natural... I just feel like you'd really have... The writers would really have to do backflips to get the the other three properties to tie into GI Joe, and I feel like it would take even even a child could make up a story that tied Mask into GI Joe. It just takes no effort to imagine that. It wouldn't. 
and I'm hoping that what that means is that even if some of these other properties either don't happen or take a long time, that mask has the best chance. Right. I agree. Um, one more uh, comment to throw in the mix here from Vaughn uh, that Hasbro also has some other properties. We mentioned Centurions. He also says Sky Commanders and Humanoids and the GoBots. Uh, now I've heard. Why would they make robots? Well, I actually heard. I think it was this year that there was some rumblings of trying to to do a GoBots movie. Yeah, I think you actually announced that a few. It was several months ago that I saw that, and I was like, oh, "Are they going to do that?" GoBots versus Transformers. It well, I don't know if it would be something like that. I mean, they're in the process of uh, laying out Transformers. I think six, seven, and eight as we speak. So it wow. could be it could be something like that. But if they're not careful, uh, just with the way I think GoBots is set up, it could be really good as far as uh, more like what we remember mm -hmm. uh, in the '80s, and might just be like, okay, so why why didn't they do this with Transformers? So you don't want GoBots to shine too much because it is their property as well. And right. uh, that would be tricky. I don't remember Sky Commanders and Sky Humanoids. Command and okay. Humanoids was really bad. Oh, okay. And people are going to hate me for saying that. but So in Humanoids is kind of like um, G.I. Joe versus the monsters from the center of the earth. Okay, and uh, it has a it has a following as a cult following. I, I think that the, the toys were great. I, I will say that. I just I I think the show was not very good. But then again, it had some cool toys and cool visual designs. So given that the writers we know are very fast and free with the editing pen, they could turn it into something. Yes. Um, what's the what's the Dino one? Dino. Dino Riders. Dino Riders. Dino Riders. Yeah, I heard something about that just a couple months ago. If I remember right, it's basically you know regular old dinosaurs, but they would essentially put saddles. They were high tech saddles and equipment on yeah. top of them, just like they'd ride uh, back in the day, riding um, elephants, you know, for battle or something. He had weapons, he had guns. There, that is just begging to become a, a huge thing because you know kids and dinosaurs, man. My my middle son right now, that's he lives and breathes dinosaurs. Yeah. It seems like um, he's asked Santa for one of those crazy ones that you can interact with for Christmas, and I don't know that I, I can't. Tell is it Hasbro? Dino Riders. Yeah. Dino Riders. I it was like Tommy originally. Who? So I'm who pretty the sure heck? I can't remember. Dino I can't Riders. remember off the top of my head what the story said, but um. The story of Dino Riders. I know that. No, I mean the the story that I read a couple months ago about it. That bring. Oh, here it is. Uh, Tyco. Sorry, Tyco, not Tommy. 
Tracking Board reports that Mattel has teamed with something film to develop a Dino Runners movie. Okay, so that's Mattel. Oh, so yeah. Uh, not... Well, Tyco, Tyco was bought by Mattel in 97. Okay. So, I mean, it, no, it, all of this, you know, coming together here at the end of the year, and we've had a couple of things that we've heard, um, this could be really good, a really good year coming up for... Uh, just announcements and a lot of this stuff coming back that we actually might want to see <laughs> and not just sequel after sequel after sequel. Right. So it's cool that they're, you know, Mattel's coming at it and Hasbro's coming at it and we'll just see if some of these come to fruition or not or if it's just going to be... Uh, I mean, even if we got a new cartoon series or whatever out of some of these, it's... You know, it's what else do they have? They're not doing anything original, really, that people are taking to. It baffles me. Some of these, and maybe I'm just out of the the whole market there with, for toys and, and such and franchises that are popular, but you look at that PowerPoint that Hasbro put up. I don't know half of those franchises, and some of them, like Stretch Armstrong, they've had up there for years, and what have they done with it? So, and that never had anything except toys, right? It didn't have comics right. or yeah, movies so. or a cartoon, as I recall. But I sure had a Stretch Armstrong, and we, right. my, my brothers and I, tried to kill him on at least a weekly basis. All right, Brian, go to the other side of the room and start pulling. We, yeah. and well, was, I, I, I just hate the fact that it feels like we're being poked. <laughs> yeah. We we I mean, you know, us children of the eighties and nineties, we're we just keep getting poked and poked and poked and nothing ever really comes to fruition but Transformers and G.I. Joe and the big boys and they the made, sequels. So they made gem. It didn't do well but they that made that wasn't gem. <laughs> really? No. Uh, they tried and what killed me with people just totally bashing I, I didn't see the movie, and I probably will never see the movie. I will. Um, but they, the, from the beginning, if I remember right, there was all this hype about that, and then I remember watching one video with the director who also did uh, G.I. Joe 2. And oh. he he right from the get go was like we're this is gonna be a modern spin this and people are all oh, we want our misfits and we want this and that and I'm like he told you from the beginning <laughs> you know you're not gonna get it you're not gonna get it so and I don't and that's just the whole thing coming back to all right what's gonna be the most universally like so we can make the most money well in that instance. Definitely what they put in the theater was not what people... Two weeks. <laughs> two feeling. weeks. One of the shortest theatrical runs for a major studio picture. And they didn't... I mean, they released trailers online, but I don't recall seeing anything, any kind of marketing, really. Which usually means behind that... Behind that movie. Which usually means it tested really poorly and they don't want to let the footage out there. Right. So, I don't know. I don't know. At least they tried. <laughs> and I uh, hope they keep trying. Look, I mean, not every movie's going to be good. Outside of 
80s or comic books or cartoon adaptation. Before that started happening, there were movies coming out, and some of them were good and some of them were bad. And sometimes fixating on the fact that they're an 80s property is not the reason it's good or bad. You know, Gem was bad not because or in spite of being an 80s property. Gem, I guess, was bad. It was a bad movie. And that's what I, I keep saying. I just hope that I hope they put something out, and I hope that it's good. Yeah. I'm here. Well, should we end this uh, little chat? Uh, I think we've uh, we've <laughs> ground the rumor mill down to the nubs. I think so. We'll just yeah. have to wait for the next little tidbit we get. Whenever yeah. that. We'll, we'll be back been, on the chain for that. It's only been 28 years. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope it's not another 28 more before we get yeah, close. Well, I and like you said, I won't even call this close yet. Because press releases come and go, and you know, internet rumors come and go as well. Right. Um, but yeah, I I just hope they will at least go through with some kind of plan and give give it a chance before you know, and even they kill it before it even gets to start filming or whatever, you know. Right. So. Well, it has been very fun chatting with you guys. Thank you for inviting me along. And thanks for having yes. being on with us. It's great to have a an extra hand or voice, rather opinion. We got to go through some uh, mass comics too before uh, too long here. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. Uh, I know where they are. I can put my hands on them. They're in the closet, not not <laughs> not far away. So just let me know, and yeah. uh, we'll we can get that rolling. I got, I, I have a few more months of school, and then I'm all done, and my life will get so much better. <laughs> uh, I graduate in March. So nice. Awesome. I have to. March is gonna be really rough. I have to write a twenty to forty page thesis in one month, and. Uh, Are you going for your doctorate there? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's nice. I also said, how can you have a range of 20 to 40? That's the whole thing or the whole thing twice. Really? True. You know how many people are going to try to get to that 20 because that's the minimum. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the nice thing is that part of it can be uh, charts and statistics. Mm-hmm. So, And also... You know, with these papers, that about three or four pages is just eaten up by the the junk formatting that they make you do with the cover page and then the the double citations page. page and the double spacing yeah. and the blanks and this and that. And so I'm hoping I only have to write about five pages of content. <laughs> I just pad it out to tw- <laughs> twenty two or something. Well, after, after that. My life get well. It doesn't actually get easier because then I still have to take my boards. So, <laughs> but at least I don't have to go to school. Yeah, and I'll be, yeah, a lot more available. We'll try to find a point maybe in in January or February before it gets too hot and heavy there, to uh, go through a few comics. Yeah, you had mentioned a while back you thought maybe doing the first three. Yeah, I think that was my initial plan. Uh, when we started MassCast was to 
do the first four, and then that there's nine in the second volume, so we could split those up in in threes. Okay, it doesn't. We can kind of stop whenever we want because they're all standalone stories. There's no right, right. Like you can do one, you can do six, you right. Can do anything. So okay, well, cool. yeah. Well, uh, and I'll try to dig out that. I think I have the 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 comic, the mass comic that showed all the different universes that they put out at that Comic Con. If I can find it, I'll pull it up. Yeah. So. Cool. I'm going to go eat some dinner. It's 9 o'clock over here, and I'm hungry. And I'm going to go to bed. Yeah. It's like midnight <laughs> over there. Yeah. And you got to right. get up. Actually, this has been a, an awesome time. I kind of basically blanked out while you guys were talking superhero stuff. Since <laughs> yes? I would love to watch. I'm so busy. Whether Now, I told Jason I've been so swamped at work with a new job, and then on top of that, this weekend, I've discovered a nice leak and rotting wood on my freaking roof, so that was my adventure. I'm still even said, working on that. You said you're like on like, you know, basement level 13 at NORAD or something, and you can't... <laughs> you're in the black, blackout zone, and we're not allowed to... Well, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm like kind of on the... On the side of that, but close enough. <laughs> Area 51. No, it's Area 52. Get it right. <laughs> oh, you stole my joke. You beat me too. Yeah, that's, uh, my grandfather was kind of in that spot. and My dad said he didn't ask him how what he did at work that day because he was uh, in the Navy and intelligence. And <laughs> I was like, so what would you do today? I could tell you, but then I really do have to kill you. So yeah. they never, they just you never knew what he did at work or how it went, but... Well, b before we get out of here, I just wanted to say a quick thanks to uh, everybody that has commented and shared today. We had a nice uh, following over on Facebook. I know, Eric, you and Bill both posted some stuff, too, and I saw comments on your pages as well. But uh, we just wanted to encourage people to keep talking about it and... Uh, keep commenting, sharing, and uh, we'll keep this ball rolling into the new year. And uh, cross our fingers, we'll get some more information or maybe some leaked information, you know, as we go along. And check out Bill's uh, video, too. He did a little fun couple-minute reaction up on his YouTube channel for matttracker.com. He posted it while I was at work, so I haven't had a chance to watch, but I, I am excited to see it. He was driving around. I don't know if he was on his lunch break or something, but uh, like me, I was like, oh, we got to get on the air tonight and, and just talk about this stuff. Because... And he's like, nope. Oh, okay, I'll just do it in solo. And <laughs> yeah. Drive. I mean, he was that excited. Yeah. I know his schedule means that he goes to bed pretty early and he's on the East Coast, so it's... Yeah. He and I are very uh, temporally incompatible. <laughs> He's gone, he goes to bed and I'm getting home. Right. Or sooner. Well, thank you again, gentlemen. It has, as always, been a wonderful trip down the mask lane. Yes. And thank I'm going to go open that shipping box now. Okay. <laughs> There's well, $30 box. and listeners, and uh, we look forward to seeing you next time on the next MassCast or MassCast Chat. Mm -hmm.